Why do we do this podcast? I mean, I do it because I'm a masochist. Um, <laughs> I, I can't necessarily speak for you. I mean, we talked about it after the pod. It's just a game. We said it. It's just a game. But it is a stupid fucking game. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Like The thing is that football is football, right? where you have these moments of these thoughts being a Washington football team fan is a separate sort of misery along these same lines. Deep takes it further. Right. Yeah. And also being, uh, being, being a fan of a team that Carson Wentz is starting quarterback also leads you to have these things. I mean, <laughs> it's just, oh. uh, yeah. So hey, maybe Taylor Heineke is our own little Nick Foles. Huh? That's what I'm thinking. You think that's why we brought him here? We brought Carson here so that we could have Heineke realize he is our Nick Foles. This oh, is you know, DC... wasn't going to be Jimmy G because I'm angry and the oh, report is bullcrap. Yeah, and then he steps out of bounds, Ala or Lobsky. Anyway, um, guys, welcome to the show. This is District Divided, DC Sports Podcast. I am Amit. That is K dot. <laughs> we decided to start it this way just because, like, who cares? Like, honestly, it. What a shit show of a game. The Commanders lose twenty four to eight, and what some dubbed the Carson Wentz revenge game. Uh, Philly fans hate the guy. I don't even know what the guy did to them that caused so much hatred, but everyone seems to hate Carson Wentz for whatever reason. He never called it a revenge game. He said it would be great to see some of his old friends. That's literally what he said, like the nicest guy on the planet. He's like, you know, it'll be great to see them again. Like I did a lot for Philly. They did a lot for me. They're out here booing him. We've got a silent count at home. Any number of problems. He gets sacked nine times. Philadelphia set records for the number of sacks they were getting in the first quarter, second quarter, etc. And it is whack-a-mole with this team, KDOT. Last week, we're talking about the defense. This week, it's got to be the offense and the coaching, right? Everything. It, it It's always something. It's always something. And we're right. hitting just about every phase of the game of, you know. Tressway looked good. He's always looked good. He's always, always looked good. Um, but Max Milne looked better. I have so a question for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe specialties. I have a question for you. Well, we play Dallas. Who knows? Um, mm. Question for you. Mm-hmm. What was the bigger problem? That the defense gave up the deep ball to Devontae Smith after playing well, or that Ron Rivera didn't challenge that when that was the Eagles' first big play? There was the challenge. I mean, that's the thing is like you still get Devontae Smith a lot of credit for making a nine play. It was a hard fucking play to make. Very hard. Um play. he he caught yeah, that was fucking dope. Like that wasn't even like um Yeah, you, even if you defend that well, Devontae's just that that's one of those things where God was gonna will that ball to get into his hands some sort of way. Um But, but do you when, think he actually caught it? Well, no, he didn't. I mean, but that was because I don't think he, he didn't get the left foot down. That's with, what uh, I was saying. With control. Because right, by there the was, time he got it, right. 
Yeah, but it was it was still an amazing play. My thing is that even if he did get the left foot tapped down, and it was a like I, I still don't think the defense was particularly terrible in that. I just think it was a hell of a throw and a hell of an attempt and a catch to where sure. it's just Ron and whoever's got to be upstairs to challenge that need to be Johnny on the spot and throw that fucking flag immediately. Okay. Yeah, I completely agree. But, uh, you know what else? I give a lot. That's the thing is I give Philadelphia a lot of credit just in that because also Jalen Hurts. Heads up, get the offense down the field. It snapped that ball quick. Yes. He did a hell of a job with that. He did a hell of a job. Absolutely. Credit to Philly because, yeah, there are situations like that. But to me, it seems like Ron is just slow, right? I mean, we're talking about, and I oh, mean it from yeah. almost every aspect of like, here's the thing. And people brought it up yesterday. They're going to bring it up again and again and again. We're in year three, right? You see Mike McDaniel who you love, your boy, Mike McDaniel in Miami, doing wondrous things down there. Mm-hmm. He's beaten Bill Belichick. He's beaten John Harbaugh. And now he's beaten the Buffalo Bills, who some people were ready to pop the champagne bottles as they were going to go 17-0 as they smoked. I mean, absolutely smoked the Rams, smoked the Titans. And it looked like they were going to do the same thing until Miami won. So you have them. You have Kevin O'Connell, who a lot of people are really high on, used to be in this building. You've got a guy like Sean McVay, who when he had his very first season with the Rams, spectacular. It seems like we are decades behind. We have no identity. And I just don't understand what the plan is with Ron. Like, what is the identity of this team? What are we supposed to be? Like, could you could you tell me that? I, I honestly don't know. I think people are being a little too harsh on Ron right now. Um, okay. I mean, I'm mad. It's the, I, it's that's the, the thing. After. It's like, I, I, I'm Go not ahead. as angry as everybody is after, after they, after this game. I'm just not. Um, yeah, there was a lot of shit that just did not look good, but there's also just, if you're looking at the grand scheme of what it is that it's year three, mm-hmm. 2020, he gets here, cancer diagnosis, fucking COVID. And yep. outside of both those things, you're coming into an organization that is rotten to its fucking core, right? You have to rebuild the entire organization. And every time that there's more stories that come out about the allegations and stuff that happened behind the scenes in Ashburn from Larry Michael, all the way down to Alex Santos, whoever the fuck else, that is what the fuck. And you think about it now compared to what it was in 2020. I don't think anyone has had the idea that the organization behind the scenes in Ashburn is not running better than it did. He did an amazing job with that. I agree. And right. I thank him for it. Got it. But then we also look at 2020 as far as the roster. Dog shit. Dwayne Haskins, who nobody really wanted. Rest in peace. Alex Smith coming off the fucking worst injury I've ever, one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. We're talking about amputating his leg. You see what I'm saying? So, and then they, they, string, they string it together at the end and have this defensive run. It was like, whoa, whoa, Nelly. Right on a team right. that nobody really expected anything to happen. 2021 comes around last year and you expect things to move in the right direction. And then the worst possible thing happened. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets lost in week one. And then mm-hmm. the defense, we've talked about it at nauseum, the injuries, COVID, things like that. That yep. were just absolutely terrible, right? But yes. then I look at the team now. When's the last time you've been this excited about the offensive weapons in Washington? Well, it's been ages. Maybe the Sean Pierre Garcon year one. I think I'm even more excited. I'm now. more excited about it now, right? Yeah. 
So you've got a new quarterback, offensive line that saw changes happening and injuries out the wazoo already, right? Yep. Um, you Rush have the, Weitzer could not snap a fucking ball like see, that was. And then they were talking about the right. silent camp and they were they, the silent count. He was telegraphing. They were telegraphing everything. So the Eagles mm-hmm. got the jump on all of it. Right. You have Philadelphia busing down. I think I heard 36 buses full of Eagles fans mm-hmm. uh, giving them a package to be able to come down to FedEx. Look, I was on the road coming back from New York to D.C. Sunday morning. The amount of fucking Eagles flags I saw in 95 coming down the highway was yeah. insane. Um, and it's only week three. Like it, to me, it's just like I, I look. Ron is gonna rub everybody the wrong way because there's one thing that he does not have. He does not ever show, which is any sense of urgency, right? Which I think a lot of people want. You want that emotional connection, especially coming from the head coach. And even mm-hmm. when you're looking at the head coach and the guys that you name, young, excited, energetic dudes with an idea or a game plan or something exciting that they're bringing and stuff, right? Ron yeah. feels very milk toast. Yes. And, I think and that's I it, that. right? You want you want the sort of like the Razzle young, sexy you head coach some, that right. like has all these ideas that it's a wonder kid. Like, yes, but that's but the I, thing. I get a little bit of that from Scott Turner, even though I have a lot of criticism for in this game. This ain't and the we week for it. We, yeah, I was no, going to no, say got this it. is not the week but, for but it. But when yeah. I saw what he did in the second half of the Lions game, yeah, with the weapons, I'm like, if this motherfucker gets it right, this is the exciting guy. This is the guy who maybe steps in. This is the guy who, who knows? But to me, Ron Rivera and what it is that he was supposed to do for this organization, I give him kudos like a motherfucker where we are now compared to where we were in 2019 at the yeah. end of the Jay Gruden era. Yeah. No, that actually, I'm really glad you said that. I'm really glad we had, I'm not going to say differing opinions, but I'm going to say uh, different perspectives on it, right? Like you look at the big picture, like, hey, look at where we were in 2020 in 2021 and now here yes it's frustrating right now but look at the progress we've made and i appreciate you doing that for me because i'm living in the right now and i'm going what the fuck right we're fresh off of a game where it looked like the coaches took no responsibility but then the defense did play better you know if you're holding philly to three points in their first three drives it's pretty good you know and then 10 points and then turnover on downs the defense did its job as far as I'm concerned. Jamin Davis has found a role. Jamin Davis has found a role. He's Guess seventh what? in the league in sacks. Got two sacks. I saw Grant Paulson with his tweet so saying, hey, it was a bit misleading. I don't give a fuck. A sack's a sack. And if it went for no gain, well, like who can't? It's a sack. All right. Let the kid who has been through so much already, so much criticism, Enjoy a no gain sack. What's the problem with that? Right. Like, so I think we are seeing some positives and I'm really, really appreciative that you did that for me because in this moment I was thinking sky's falling. We got Cooper rush. It felt like shit. It emotionally felt like shit. Did you see the pictures of FedEx? Oh, it It felt, it does feel bad. It feels really, really bad, but I don't think you can look at this game and say that it is a grand indication of what it is that we are. Maybe it is, right? But I just don't think that we can draw that much from it right now. If I could just make a quick point uh, for those like me who feel the sky is falling and are not looking at it at a just, it feels like shit thing. We're right in the thick of it. Like like KDOT said, it's only been three weeks. It's only been three weeks. And if we were to look at the NFC standings, three teams in the NFC West are one and two. We're one and two. 
three teams in the NFC South, one and two. We're one and two. The NFC North has the Chicago Bears at two and one. Anyone think that's going to last? Probably not. Right. So there Giants is, are undefeated going into Giants game are undefeated going into this game as we're recording. <laughs> the Eagles are the only undefeated team there, and frankly, our defense I thought did a pretty good job. Everybody and has them in the fucking Super Bowl right now. Everybody, right? So we just lost to the Super Bowl favorites, if you will, or the Super Bowl representatives out of the NFC, as people are projecting. So we're not as far off as people think. We do get Chase Young back. We do get Brian Robinson back. And Carson Wentz in this offense do get more time together. That being said, KDOT, mm-hmm. Chase Ruye may be out for a while. Yep. I don't know when Tyler Larson's coming back. We need someone that can snap a ball. Yep. We are going to Dallas. And no matter who's at QB, I'm saying Cooper Rush. I highly doubt Dak Prescott's going to be ready for that unless Jerry trots him out there himself and is like, look at this, look at the ratings, and then we kill him. Cooper Rush is going to be a QB, but it's the Dallas crowd that actually worries me because if we are truly predictable, like now multiple teams are saying, it's going to be hard to win any game. So where what do you see as the fix for let's say the silent count let's say it's true that we were tipping our hand the whole time like that's got to be fixable right like there's got to be a different way to snap the damn ball yeah but yeah there there are definitely things that but if i'm looking at all right the silent count is one thing Mm -hmm. but seven step dropbacks with carson wentz holding on the ball 15 seconds yeah some of those sacks are on him i agree at so least it was half, like at least, at half, least of half of the sacks and yeah. half the sacks. Remember, we're talking about four and a half fucking sacks. <laughs> That's a lot of sacks. OK, if that was a regular game, we'd say, what the fuck are you doing, Carson? Um, Which goes into like me is my takeaways from this is that everybody needs to look themselves in the mirror and say we fucked up on offense and to do something better. Scott Turner did nothing that I asked of him for what he did in the <laughs> second half of the Detroit Lions going into this game. What did I talk about? Getting guys on the in the flat, getting the ball out oh. in everybody's hands immediately. And why are we dropping back for a seven step drop? What? Ha- what? Yeah, <laughs> the, we didn't get that, Terry in space at all. We then didn't. Ron even kind of alludes to it. It's like we don't know what we are on offense just yet, but I want to make sure we get distribution. And it's not always on the wide receivers. The fucking you head got coach wide receivers. <laughs> the fucking head coach is saying we don't even know what we're doing. But he, but, but what he said was that he didn't want to put too much on the wide receivers. It's like no. That's the, 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 that's your A team. That's what you gotta do. You put it on them. Um, get the ball in their fucking hands, man. We're deep there. It's the only place we're deep. I do want to say, Antonio Gibson in the first half, because you see his final stat line: twelve carries, thirty-eight yards. You go three point yep. two yards per carry. Oh man, that's not very good. You know what it was in the first half? Six carries, not a whole lot. Thirty-five yards. The guy was running pretty well. I still that his his tap dance in the fucking uh, at, at the line of scrimmage. Just I thought he show. did less of that this week. No, I he was he doing the same amount of it. He was doing the same amount of it. They were just they, well. Then they, how look, great how great is it going to be when Brian Robinson's back? Thank you. So like I, I can't wait for that. Also, J.D. McKissick, man, I'm sorry you didn't sign with Buffalo. Brother. I know. <laughs> I, I am so hey, sorry. Uh, Ridge, where your helmet at? Was we're in a group thread in our fantasy chat, and he literally was like, "Man, I cannot believe J.D." Chose uh, this over Buffalo. Do that. Same like, deal. <laughs> props, brother. But it's like, 
damn, you fucked that up. Um, <laughs> we got to build a statue of that guy. Just nah, a, I just want to see. Can like, we trade in a buffalo you. for nothing? <laughs> just, just to do right by him. <laughs> it's like even if we win a bunch of games, it's just he does not look like he's going to be a part of this did offense. You, did you see Ken Dorsey with those tablets? That oh, was great. Oh, phenomenal. It so makes me feel so old that he's in a fucking booth. I remember him playing in college. I know. Like, I also just love that the Bills call him psychotic. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I'd say that, but it's like quite clear he is. Uh, your, your MVP awesome. dude that covers up the camera when he did, because it probably yeah. got a lot more ugly. Literally, just like <laughs> some people were like, yeah, darn, fuck. Like, you know, next week. And he's like, no, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, see, here's the thing. If Ron Rivera had that kind of moment, we'd love that shit. We'd here love him. We would be like, oh, forgivable <laughs> game. He cares. We're on to the next one. People but, love uh, when people show emotion. There's a lot of that. Um, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. This is a it, we're as <laughs> like, the commanders were on Sunday. It's yeah. fine. We should be allowed to because if they're doing that on a goddamn Sunday, then we could do this whatever we want. Uh, hey, as far as everybody looking at themselves in the mirror, there's Scott Turner who I thought did a dog shit time in this game, yeah. and I still think there might be something to you. Might need to go back upstairs in the booth. Um, I, I really do think some offensive coordinators just work better that way when they have some other guys around them. They can talk about things and maybe make the adjustments quicker than maybe him going into the locker room at halftime and then trying to make adjustments, even though it didn't fucking matter in this game. Uh, although we did start moving the ball at least a bit, but there was a uh, the, the, Scott, you got to figure some shit out. You have the weapons there, and I know you can scheme up some stuff. It just wasn't happening. Number two person, as far as looking at themselves in the mirror, is Carson Wentz. Um, mm-hmm. who I'm actually, and I don't know if anybody really good through this narrative. I had a really weird day, so I've been kind of out of it. But uh, the article that got dropped as far as the Jimmy G thing right before the game. Carson Wentz is a guy that is strike to me, as you said earlier, is a really nice guy. At least he's a guy that I think really wants to be liked. And yet I don't think he comes off as likable, which is weird um, to, to people. I want to I want to hone in on that. What's everyone's problem? I don't know. But even like when you see the photo, when the photo comes out of like Carson in the terrible suit with our colors or whatever, that yeah. constantly get looked with terrible shadows and the lighting or whatever that was on his face. Yeah. It's just like, there's <laughs> like, but I don't know. He just, he doesn't come across as like fake, like Russell Wilson does in things. And I don't know how fake russell wilson is but he just comes across as fake he's pretty fake dude like, he's not, a lot of people hate him for that reason he's not cornball brotherhood like rg3 um even though that he's got even though rg3 has been killing it on i don't feel recently. qualified to comment on that Please continue. <laughs> uh, fair enough <laughs> uh what he did uh, you know never mind um <laughs> i like rg3 the uh the i don't know carson just gives this vibe and i think coming out of philadelphia when you heard the stories about how he wasn't rooting for Nick Foles, even though when you hear about what happened in the locker room with that, it's more about I think people just didn't understand his humor. So I just yeah. think that he's just a socially awkward guy. And when that is the case of him being socially awkward, I think it just rubs him the wrong way. They want somebody more charismatic or maybe more quiet and stoic at the quarterback position while he's like trying to be liked. And I think that him hearing that news after being told by everyone in Washington how you are number one choice, the guy that we really wanted, this, that, and the other. There's a part of me that makes me feel like he was afraid to make the mistake this week. He was afraid to push the ball yes. down the field. So there was this like, look, I don't care what well, happens. The stat line is not going to be four interceptions this game. Right. And but he's looking for shit. I just wanted to. So that's an interesting point because um, I think it was highlighted a few times that he had the underneath available and it looked like he was looking over the top. And that's where, hey, pat on the back to us. 
How about it? We talked about the Philly secondary being really good, mm-hmm. right? With Slay, who I think got hurt and dinged up in the game, but still have Avante Maddox, still have CJ Gardner Johnson, still have Marcus Epps. You know, excuse me, they've got guys. So maybe we do need to take the underneath just a little bit more, right? Even if it is Dax okay. Milton, even if it's I'm not all about the underneath. So am I. We've we've talked about it. That's the adjustment that I think needs to be made is, hey, if it's not there, I'm highly qualified to talk about this, obviously. If it's not there, just throw it underneath. Like you have one second, maybe two to look at it. And if it's not there, check down. Simple. Throw it away sometimes too. Or throw it away sometimes. Yeah, because he fumbled. There was some money. He was just throwing the fucking ball away. I felt bad for him. Like, because the defense, again, did a really good job. And kept him in situations where he could have made a play but it just okay 28 points um <laughs> no ultimately it was but like you know if you if you what do you think they were the tired, odds they, were yeah what do you think the odds were that the eagles were actually punting in their first two possessions no no it was it was insane like that That's was I mean. we, we so were in it and then the explosion the second quarter early right? on and we were talking about how our offense was going to do pretty well Right, and it, this is the thing is like the 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 offensive game plan that I thought and that we talked about in the preview show just didn't happen, um, and I I just look at Scott Turner, I'm like, all right, I'm not I'm not I'm not an NFL coach, I've never coached a football game, I I barely call plays correctly in Madden, but there's a vibe that you kind of get with looking at this offense or at least seeing where we had the success, and it feels like we're never repeating the things that bring us success, um. It's like, okay, this week we talked about potentially establishing a run this game, but it was like, we're going to make it a point to run the football between the tackles this game. And it's like, <laughs> my fucking ain't working. <laughs> like, can we adjust to something else? Like, it's just like, what's happening. And like, we, we see success when we're moving the ball a certain way. Terry McLaurin not getting the fucking target. And then when he finally gets target, he's immediately over hundred yards. <laughs> I know. It's like, Oh, what? <laughs> like, get the ball in the hands of the playmakers, like, and do it quickly. I, I don't, that to me is not some, it's not a hard concept. It, it, it made me miss the wide receiver screens to Rod Gardner. I was like, you know how effective oh that play would be today? Like, if we just ran that 20 times, because we did. Oh my God, did we run that play? Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's a throwback. Um, Yeah, just not good. Eric, could we? That game had me going flashback. He's got a good social media presence too. Does he? Right. Yeah, him and his wife are like big fitness people. Okay. Right on. Hey, no, he's dope as shit. He's a dope follower. They're funny. Okay. Okay. Cool, um, cool, cool. He's so fucking cock swole, though. Jesus. Uh, just whoa. <laughs> fucking steroids. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking, Rod. Uh, actually, he'd be a, he would be a very interesting guest on the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, hey, put the shovel away. Please keep talking. <laughs> Look, man, so, like, offensively, I just th- – this is one of those lick yourselves in the mirror because the, the, it just – I don't think – there is not a person on the planet that thought our offense was going to look that way, especially after what we see in the Jacksonville game what we've seen in the Detroit game. We've not seen consistency. We've not seen them be able to do it over the course of the game. But it's also – when you're looking at the offense and the way it's been running, other than this one game – well, no, even with this one game, I see vastly different in per quarter – to a certain degree, as far as what we're doing on offense. And to me, it's like, if you're not sticking with something that's bringing you success, that's how you create an identity, Ron. Scott, <laughs> that's, that's how you figure out who you are. Oh, I'm good at this thing. I should do it more often. 
And that's uh, yeah. how you become unpredictable. Because then if you go away from that thing, occasionally people aren't expecting it. But that's my thing is like, we know the weapons are the stars on this team. Just get the ball in our hands and get them quick. Get it quick. I, I do maintain. Uh, and it's it's a lot of pressure to c- put on the kid. But fortunately, we're a highly unprofessional podcast. Um, I maintain our identity is Brad Robinson Jr. I really do. Uh, I think the moment he comes back and is able to run the way he does, because even in preseason, we saw moments where like, hey, the line didn't block very well for him. And he still found ways to get like, you know, three, four yards at a time. And you hear Doc Walker just like he's having an orgasm in the booth. Like he's like, this is like, this is what we do. This is like he he almost said Redskins a few times. Like he's like, I'm not allowed to do that. I shouldn't be doing that. Like he was like, this is what we do. And I do believe that Brad Robinson is going to make such an impact. And it's insane. We're talking about a rookie running back. But I genuinely believe it's going to calm the whole thing down and establish a rhythm. Go ahead. Temper you can shit on me now. Quite you can shit bit. on me now. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I'm hot I'm kid. I, yeah, okay. I'm going to temper my expectations quite a bit. He's a rookie. What what round was he drafted into? Um, Third. Okay. So third round running back that just got shot. I'm going to temper my expectations. And he looks great. Yeah, okay. I wasn't my- going to bring it up, but now that you did, <laughs> he got shot and he looks spectacular. Bro, I'm rooting for him, and I do think he's actually going to make a difference on the offense. But I'm not saying – and look, maybe – here's the thing. You might – maybe it's spin on my part, but maybe there is a certain element of – These thoughts are brought to you by Miller Lite. Please continue. We're going to continue. What a fucking mood. Go ahead. We're going to continue to run the football because when Brian comes back, we need that to be something on the offense. Get the offense line ready for it. Get mm-hmm. everybody ready for it. It's not something we just automatically do. It's, hey, no, we are going to be a run first team. This is what we're not a run first team. The, the scrubs can be passing runs very much, but we're we're it's something we're going to do. So let's mm-hmm. guys continue to be used to it. And when Robinson gets there, we'll we'll do more. Even John, I forgot Jonathan Williams is on the team. Those uh, fucking game. Yeah, yeah, um, nice carries. Yeah, but that's in. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think though, let me get this figured out. One more shout out to Duran, <laughs> who once again to me had a good game, and that is three in a row now. I, I know we were talking about. John Allen and how good he's been. I know he's dealing with the groin and stuff like that. But in the meanwhile, Deron Payne's been good. And shout out Jamin Davis, dude. Two sacks. Pay the man. We have to pay the man. Pay especially, the man. especially because now, having gotten rid of Tim Settle, Matt Ioannidis, etc. And Phil, big Phil Mathis, who off to a good start and then got hurt out for the season. We unfortunately did not get enough time to evaluate him we are getting time to evaluate Deron Payne, who's playing almost every snap and is relentless. So yeah, I think we're at the point where maybe we weren't going to pay the man. Now we have to pay the man because he is so, so important to what we do. And if we're one of those teams that just goes, screw it, we're paying for first round D lineman. Fuck it. At least we have an identity. We're talking about identity. That's an identity. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have those four. We're going to have, a running game we're gonna have Carson or whomever it may be a QB but we know that front four is our identity I'm cool with it I just want an identity mm, push the clock a little bit before we gotta pay dots that's it 
that, well, that's a good point. Too. That, that is a good point. Too. Four year, four year countdown, right? Yeah. <laughs> Play the defense line now until Dotson's contract comes. Hey, up. the identity only needs to last like two, three years. No, that's, that's fair because Terry yeah. be on his way out because Jihad. <laughs> um, that'll be the conversation we're having four years from now. Okay. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, no, you know, if you got something. I, well, I, I was just going to ask you. So, one more important thing. Uh, by the way, I have. I don't think I'm going to be able to do the little like subtext or whatever for topics. <laughs> I have no idea how this went, where it went, whatever. Just enjoy. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, my question to you is: So Carson Wentz had a rough game. Obviously, he had a he had a very very rough day. We talked about through the first two games that he had sort of given himself a longer leash, right? And then he has a game like that. Has your confidence in Carson wavered at all because of this game? Yeah, a little bit. Um, and that's more about if I follow my narrative that I'm having about the Jimmy G story and what it is I think he was trying to prove in this game is I, if there's one thing I want my quarterback to have more than any other thing is uh, the selective memory of a goldfish. Hmm. As a selective memory in the sense, you got to learn from your mistakes. You got to learn to do better but I need shit not to bother you. I need you to be selected by your emotions in the moment. I need you to just go out there and figure it out. And it just felt as though, man, I got to make a play. I got to make a play. Then the play happens. Come on, come on, get open, get open. Oh shit. I'm getting tackled now. Um, And, and, and also that I can't make a mistake. I can't make a mistake during that entire period too. Right. So like I, to me, it felt like you had a quarterback that was thinking entirely too much. Um, when he when he dropped back, I see it off as core. I, I so that to me was that that was a little alarming. But mm-hmm. I it, does it, does it change what I think that he should be absolutely the unquestionable starter the rest of the season? Yeah, no, I, I'm 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 a hundred percent. Yeah, he's a hundred percent the starter moving the rest of the way. I mean, again, for me, it it, it didn't do enough to wane my support in Carson Wentz. I think it was. You sort of know, like we talked about it when we traded for him. We talked about it, you know, very early on. We were like, sometimes Carson Wentz is going to have a Carson Wentz game. That was one of them. There's a reason he's not like this elite quarterback. And that's okay. It's who he is. And it's important that we as fans also accept that, hey, that's going to happen now and then. And really the template here is if we have a good defense, if we have a good running game and he gets hot because he's capable of getting hot at the right time, right? You can absolutely win a Super Bowl with this guy, in my opinion. You just get hot at the right time. And he's one of those that can. He's not one of those that is a Rodgers, a Brady, um, I don't know, Mahomes, like it, Allen. He's not going to be one of those. Herbert. But Herbert. There are a lot of them. Turns out there are a lot of them. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's going to, yeah, we just keep going. We're like, actually, is he like the 28th best? Keeper? Maybe Tua. Who else? <laughs> Tua. Tua. Let's talk about Tua. No, I mean, the, the Dolphins are in a real feel-good phase right now. Um, I think the most surprising thing, funnily enough, in like a uh, in a revenge game for Carson was he didn't throw any picks. You know, like, because he held it so many times. I was thinking, hey, if you really want revenge, you're going to unleash that into double coverage. And he never really did. Maybe a little bit at the end, but like overall. No, that's the one deep ball that he threw out of bounds. Those the fuck was that? Hey, he's playing it safe. That's progress. No, (laughs) No, he was trying to hit, dude. It was just the ball. The way that ball came out was. You were watching therapy live. What are you doing? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Very much maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Do we have a fictitious name for the therapist? 
I'd like to think Nick Foles is the uh, therapist. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's called Nick every. <laughs> I like to think that and it's like its own form of therapy. That alone. Okay, so only people that have watched this episode in its entirety are going to get that because moving forward, he's Nick the therapist. <laughs> And anytime Carson talks to anybody, we're going to be like, I guess he had a really good chat with Nick, the therapist this week, the therapist, and no one else is going to get that except the people that stayed for this. Uh, That'd be great. That's going to be great. Um, Any final thoughts before we move on to the comment mailbag? Bad loss. But once again, Philadelphia looks as though it's very early. Still week three, lack of change. There's a lot of parody happening right now in the NFL. Um, don't overly panic, even though I'll admit it did look bad. Yeah, I overly panicked, and uh, K dot helped me out with that. Thank you, K dot. You're welcome. Yeah. I've been seeing uh, Dr. Nick. Yeah, hey, Nick the therapist, what a guy. Um, now on to the comment mailbag, which will probably be the only uh topic we identify here. Um, Johnny Otto, that's uh, that's a few times in a row now. Shout Johnny out, Johnny. really appreciate now. it, Johnny. Um, Johnny's comment reads, not to jinx it, but if Wentz turns out to be a legit starting QB, then Washington has a great chance to make a second half of the season push for the playoffs. I think he's right about that. Go dark, Regan. All right. Thank you very much, Johnny. I think he's right about that, though. Like, right. If uh, <laughs> you really like that. <laughs> hey, let's go, Brandon. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but but he's but he's not wrong. Right. Like, you know, the second half of the season, if we're able to catch a result, <coughs> then. Yeah, absolutely. We can make a push. We just mentioned the standings. There's all to play for still. Yes, it sucked. That was an awful game, but all to play for. Right, K-Dot? Indianapolis, Minnesota, Philly, Houston, Atlanta, New York, New York, San Francisco, Cleveland, Dallas. That's a lot of meh. Yeah, very. And we're meh. But that's anything can happen when two mad teams get there. Right, Right, exactly. Oh, we, we know because the only time we ever make the playoffs is if we go on a late season run. Like literally the last like five times we've made it has just been like a Todd Collins run. Then let's also think about this. We beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who look spectacular. Who had who who uh beat the shit out of Indianapolis, shut they them out. Nothing. And then Chargers 38-10. Are we? And the Lions, by the way, barely lost to Minnesota. And that's all I got. But man, I mean, that's, I mean, cool. that's the thing is like, we actually look at it right now and you look at the way that the teams play. Like we still got green Bay. That's not like green Bay. Like if, but even them against Tampa Bay and those teams, were just fucking injured the shit. Yeah. But like, I look at that. I'm like, do we look at this at the end of the season and say the strongest part of the schedule might've been the beginning of the fucking schedule where we She's all thought doable where we yeah. all thought it was like the holy shit we would this was going to be easy and it's like no we look back and jacksonville makes a run detroit's in every fucking game right. and philadelphia ends up in the super bowl we just went through our murderer's row <laughs> oh we just listen now i'm getting excited johnny thank you for the comment and thank you for giving <laughs> me so much hope now this is uh what a comment next one tony shout out oh, tony. tony love you bud uh, still burping from the uh, Miller Lite. Uh, okay, it reads, we're going to beat the Eagles and shock the world. Good news is we do play them again. Could be in reference to that game. Sunday, we find our nuts. That one a little harder to explain. I don't think we did. Um, also love the after the pod segment. Much appreciated, Tony. There is another after the pod segment coming up. Uh, we obviously are going to go ahead and love that comment. Thank you, Tony. 
Uh, we love yours too. Love it. Like, we you love say? him for doing it. I don't know if I love that comment. <laughs> I love him. Why for don't making... you love that comment? Because of how inaccurate it was. No, it's super positive. What's wrong with that? Okay. So also, hold on. Hold on. We still could shock the world to beat the Eagles. He could still be right. So November 14th, the Monday night game. In Philly. Yep. And that's why Tony's that? Tony. That's why Tony's Tony. <laughs> is he's able to see ahead and get that right. Tony, <laughs> I'm going to circle that on my calendar. We love you, bud. Thank you. We're going to move on to Blood Clot, who now has also commented quite regularly, too. Love you, Blood Cut. And Blood Cut. Blood Clot. <laughs> blood caught we do love you though and we love you johnny just to be clear um my favorite line from that bears fan video which we talked about last week after the pod was when his girlfriend said why do you have wristbands on do you think they're gonna put you in that was actually a really good line from, from that video i do remember laughing at that and feeling bad because the dude was actually in tears after the bears lost and i was like man actually Gotta feel that one. <laughs> Gotta feel that one. <laughs> temper your fandoms, people. Temper your fandoms. Wait a minute. Did I miss this? Oh, no, no. There's one more. There's one more comment. No. Going Commando. Shout out Going Commando. Long time watcher. So he's in the shadows. Okay. And first time commenter here. First one time, long time, Mike. To... There you go. <laughs> one has to wonder how these last two games would have gone with a healthy B-Rob, Chase, Curl and Turner. It's a good point. We haven't seen Cole Turner yet. Chase is a huge part of that defensive hype machine we are lacking right now. And Brian Robinson in short yardage situations. Both good points. AG, Antonio Gibson, is too weak a runner and goes down after first contact. Turner would help us have another red zone threat. Keep doing what you do, guys. One of the best out there. Oh. Shout out, going commando. Really appreciate that, bud. Love, bud. Yeah. Man, he's um, on the B-Rob train with you. B-Rob coming back, everything going to change. As he fucking should be. Yeah, no, second coming over there. We're going to be great when B-Rob comes back. Oh, my gosh. Trust me, these after the pod segments are going to be very, very fun. I said after the pod. Day after. What are we calling these? I, I just call it the aftermath. That's what I've been doing on oh, the cover. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just start calling it the aftermath. That makes the aftermath. sense. Seeing as you already did. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, I just, uh, just been throwing <laughs> stuff up. Okay, this is some heavy after the pod energy and has been the whole time. This is District Divided, a DC sports podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am Amit. That is KDOT. The game sucked, but we're awesome. And so are you guys. We will catch you this Friday, 2 p.m., where we preview. It's Dallas week. The Michael game against Parsons. the Dallas Cowboys. Is it a must win already? Michael Find out Parsons. on Friday. See you later. Michael Parsons. All right, let's talk. Let's talk. It's officially after the pod. I can officially cut loose. You know what? Here's what's going to happen. You wanted to talk about your dream that you Sorry. were telling me before the pod. Mm-hmm. I am going to grab another beer okay. and I'm just going to let you have it. And then I'm going to guess what your dream was. All right. All right. That works. I don't know if he's keeping are you keeping this part in? <laughs> mm. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Was that supposed to entertain them as you were doing it? Are you leaving that part in? Sorry, go ahead. Or, or, are you leaving that part in? 
Yeah, of course. Okay, all right, just making sure. <laughs> I didn't know if I was supposed to entertain it or not, so it was we like this awkward we moment edit. between me and the fans. We weren't edited the videos. All right, sorry, guys. You guys saw me in my vulnerable. I didn't know what to do stage. So. <laughs> Wait, what happened? I didn't do anything. You didn't talk? No. You just let it go? Yeah, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. That's honestly kind of genius. All right, go ahead. Talk about the uh, talk about the dream. Are you supposed to guess the dream? What's happening? Well, I was okay. So I was going to guess the dream, but I thought you were going to tell the viewers. Wow, we're really leaving that in. You were going to tell the viewers what the dream was, and I was going to. Oh, and then you were going to get. Oh, got it. Got it. See, no, I just misunderstood. I just let it sit. Okay. They see me like holding up my bottle, looking for more liquid to drink, and that didn't happen. And. Scroll through my iPad a little bit. Did you bit. hear me yell? Can you hear me? Yeah, at the end. Was it loud or was it pretty soft? No, it was pretty soft. That's amazing. I love this mic. It's a good mic. It's a good yeah, mic. It is a good mic. All right. Tell us about the dream, Kate. All right. So as I was telling you before the podcast, we're going through a little relationship issue right now. But uh, what has happened over the course? Uh, so today, after I drove to and from New York yesterday, slept 30 minutes, uh, and then I kind of like crashed. Not while driving. Now, it also didn't crash while driving. Also, they crash. I was chewing caffeine pills, um, and Tara, and it was there. I didn't get the right caffeine pills. I didn't want the extended release bullshit, so I was chewing on gel caps as I'm driving down the New Jersey Turnpike. The worst thing ever. Um, oh god, it was so bad. But uh, the so like barely any sleep. Had the relationship issues, some drama last night. So today comes in and um and I'm like in and out of these weird dreams, but they're extremely real feeling, right? Um, and I had one dream in particular, which I know subconsciously has to do with a lot of stuff that's kind of happened in my life, but the the main figure in the dream is just the weirdest thing fucking ever. Made. So the the way the dream works out is that it was my wedding day. Um, in this dream now. The venue was absolutely incredible. Apparently, it was somebody's house that I knew of. I'm not quite sure who, but it was like, I, I know that I'm familiar with whoever's house it was. I think it was like some dream, crazy version of my brother's house, or his old house, his mansion that he used to have. He had one of those fucking McMansions in Montgomery County or whatever, with giant swim pool and all bullshit. Um, yeah, no fucking character at all that house. Just, oh, I've got money. Um, the... Yeah. <laughs> 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 So massive fucking house. And I'm just imagining that, sorry. Massive fucking house. And I mean, the wedding guest list is impressive. I mean, I'm seeing people from high school that I don't even fucking like. Like, they're, I just don't know how and long. This is your dream. This is my dream wedding. But the thing is, everybody's in a good vibe. So I'm loving everybody. I'm seeing, I'm seeing like old coworkers. It's your wedding Every, day. It was fucking incredible. And I'm like, Yo, I am so stoked. I'm looking at my suit. I'm having some issue in the dream. My shirt, because I'm a bigger guy. My shirt keeps coming up out of my pants. So there's constantly a struggle to keep my shirt in my pants. So I'm looking presentable for photos. And it just felt. Um, then I realized my wife, my, my, my fiance, my bride-to-be, is not my girlfriend. It's oh. uh, Hollywood actress Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Subconscious K-Dot has good choice. Hey, whoa, I've not thought about Rachel McAdams in quite some time. Okay? Sounds like you have, buddy. I Maybe subconsciously. I don't know. The last, the last thing I remember seeing was True Detective Season 2. I have not kept up, kept up with Rachel McAdams. But, um, Sounds like I'm, you have. But the thing is, in this dream, I'm in pure absolutes. I can feel it in my bones, love. With Rachel McAdams. With Rachel McFucking Adams. 
like we're doing this all like they're trying to keep me away from her because I'm not supposed to see the bride in her dress this time. It's like okay, but then I accidentally see her and she's not wearing white, she's wearing like a floor. It's just it's to my core. It's like I want to tear up because of how beautiful the fucking day was. It was amazing. Can, can I ask a question? Yeah, I remember every detail too. Oh, okay, cool. So you'll be able to answer this. Um, when you saw the bride for the first time, <laughs> did you know it was Rachel, or were you like, "Holy shit, it's Rachel McAdams"? I knew it was Rachel, but you I knew it was Rachel subconsciously. We're walking down a hall. I'm walking down a hall. She comes in from the right, and that's why it was an accident. They just they didn't they mistimed us walking down this hall. Was I in the dream? I think you were, I, but I think like the other guys from the old. I just want to know when I make the cut. That's it's. But I think it was you and like I think I remember seeing LC. I cannot vouch for seeing Shout Matt Regan, but I do think I saw LC. Why would you see Regan? Yeah, I mean, I, it's not in a German party. Um, the beyond that, <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> uh, in a German themed wedding. Um, I don't want to do that. Back and we're uh, back, yeah. So it's like every the camera and everything, and I, dude, I could have. Everything happened in real time. Like I didn't smoke weed before I fell asleep. So I don't know why it's just, but we got married and I got, I was so happy. And the reception, my best friend, Sarah, who lives in South Carolina, she ran a food truck that was there for awesome. cocktail hour. And there were like sandwiches and everybody was really happy. And it was just this great time. And then I woke up and it was like, we went, we and her, me and Rachel McAdams left and uh, there was water. And we went and like talked away from everybody, like just kind of depressed, decompressing on the day. That's and I'm like, I'm gazing in her eyes and I'm like, dude, this fucking this. I love my life. And I woke up. And I woke up. And I'm looking around my room. And I'm really confused for like the for like five <laughs> seconds. I'm really super confused. Um, where's my wife? This isn't my house. <laughs> and then Wherever I thought, I go. yeah. And I keep thinking, I'm like, do I think I'm married to Rachel McGee? What the fuck? Are, what? Dude, dreams I, are fucking powerful. Yeah, anyway, I took a, I took a look at my uh, I, I took a look at myself as I'm laying down without a shirt on. I see my man tits my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my boxers that got the holes in the <laughs> the elastic bottom. <laughs> and there's a uh there's a Burger King cup on a table, and I'm looking. I got my PlayStation on. I'm just like, yeah, that didn't happen. And I got really sad. <laughs> Sorry. Did Devin console you? I haven't After seen you her. told her about the dream. Okay. I'm, I haven't seen. We haven't talked. Once again, all subconsciously, I'm having a relationship issue right now. If she found out about the dream, the relationship probably over. But she doesn't watch my podcast. It's a good thing she doesn't watch it. Right. Yeah, because right, right. she doesn't support me. Say. Um, you know, this would be the one time, though, right? She's like, you know what? I'm missing Kate. I'm missing Kate. Oh, fuck. That would suck. Do I need to edit this? No, fuck no. All I right, said, cool. I, I knew this knowing the ramification of it. They're like, try, if, people the wa- if people watch this, I'm getting Rachel McAdams shows for the rest of my fucking life. Dude, what if you actually got Rachel McAdams off of this episode? She's like, oh my God, no one's, no one's dreamt of me at their wedding day in a really long time. Then um, I'm sorry, bud. I can't do this pod anymore because uh, I've become her slave. More power to you. Hey, Ooh, well, actually, that, well, maybe a touch less. Can't power say to that because all right. So I was thinking slave in more of a sexual context. 
slave being I'm black and she's a white woman. Oh, that's not I didn't what even I want to think of go. it that way. That's a good point. I immediately thought of it as that. soon as I said yeah, that. Yeah. And I was like, that's not the vibe I'm giving. No. Yeah, that, no, that's tough. But we always get to this point in the after the pod segment. We're really sure cut it off and we just continue. All right, we can stop. <laughs> you think this is time. I mean, maybe I mean, yeah. What's I think it's, I think it's probably time. I think it's probably time. You just said you'd be Rachel McAdams' slave. So, all right, sex slave, Friday. <laughs>